is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, This is how it works, America. The prosecutor is now in control of the media agenda when it comes to the election. He files a four-page piece of crap with the most radical judge in America in Washington, D.C., he files on a Friday night, and she demands that the Trump lawyers respond by 5 p.m. on Monday. And um, we don't know what she'll rule. It is the most phony act one can imagine. They're monitoring social media. Donald Trump puts out a social media post that has absolutely nothing to do with documents, has absolutely nothing to do with the protection of Documents that are disclosed to the defense. And if they take that, they twist it, they file a four-pager with a judge they have in their back pocket and say, uh, this demonstrates that Donald Trump cannot be uh, trusted with these kinds of documents. Therefore, we don't want to give them to him. And so the usual media hounds, that is, the people who support this revolution that's taking place in America, regurgitate it because they are the state media which I say over and over and over again because that's what they are Julie Kelly who will be on the program next hour is all over this she says it didn't take long for things to get nasty in special counsel Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump for allegedly attempting to overturn the 2020 election yep The former president already faces a nearly insurmountable challenge in receiving a fair process, let alone a fair trial in the nation's capital. Following the announcement last week that a D.C. grand jury indicted Trump on four counts related to the events on January 6th, Trump's luck went from bad to worse when the case landed on the docket of Tanya Chutkin, an Obama-appointed judge with a record of imposing the toughest sentences against January 6th defendants. 
In fact, Trump would have been hard-pressed to find a more biased, conflicted judge than Chunkin, who authored a landmark opinion denying Trump's claim of executive privilege and ordering him to produce months of records to the House Democrats' January 6th committee, arguing Trump was not a king. On January 6, 2021, hundreds of rioters converged on the U.S. Capitol, Chunkin wrote in November 2021. They scaled walls, demolished barricades, smashed windows, in a violent attempt to gain control of the building and stop the certification of the 2020 presidential election results. This unprecedented attempt to prevent the lawful transfer of power from one administration to the next caused property damage, injuries, death, For the first time since the election of 1860, the transfer of executive power was distinctly not peaceful. Chutkin presumably missed the 2017 inaugural riots in Washington. And when the president, who put her on the bench, conspired with the federal government's most powerful officials and agencies to concoct the Trump-Russia election collusion hoax intended to derail Trump's transition to president and ultimately oust him from office. Chunkin, however, has a keen eye when it cut. I think she wants to go on the D.C. circuit. So I think that's much of this is about Chunkin, however, has a keen eye when it comes to keeping tabs on Smith's fast moving case against Trump. Smith's signature had barely dried on the 45 page indictment before his lawyers started to pick a fight over a proposed protective order guiding how Trump could access and share evidence. Jack Smith wanted Trump to agree that he would, quote, not disclose materials provided by the United States other than to persons employed to assist in the defense, persons who are interviewed as potential witnesses, counsel for potential witnesses, and other persons to whom the court may authorize disclosure. Let me just comment here. What that means is they want what is, in effect, a secret trial. They want the appearance of a Potemkin trial, that is, that it's open and above board, but it's not. They want to control the narrative. They want to control what information can be made available to you and me, the public, in the middle of a presidential election, in the middle of a Republican primary process. This unelected bureaucrat prosecutor is telling an unelected, radical left-wing Obama judge, do not allow the American people to see what we're doing. Trump's counsel did not agree. But as both sides were haggling over the details, Assistant U.S. Attorney Molly Gaston filed a motion late Friday night asking Chunkin to immediately approve the government's protective order, quote, without awaiting a responsive brief, unquote, from the defense. Now, nobody files something late at night unless it's a serious, provable national security concern because the clerk has gone home. So just so you understand, this means that the government... Department of Justice called the government, the courthouse, to alert them to an emergency filing, which the judge agreed to accept. That's how that works. And notice what she says, this assistant U.S. attorney, Molly Gaston. She should do it, the judge, without even waiting for the defense to give their opinion, to even reply. So Trump's lawyer said, okay, give us till Thursday. And the judge said, no, 5 p.m. Eastern time, Monday. Gaston, the assistant U.S. attorney, claimed her ambush motion was in good faith. Smith did the same in the classified documents case and was scolded in Florida 
by Judge Aileen Cannon for failing to properly confer with defense before filing a proposed protective order. She denied Smith's motion as a result. By the way, there's a war on her smearing her in the media. I want to get to that later. Judge Cannon. Issuing the protective order in quick fashion, Gaston urged, would expedite the flow of discovery in this case and give the defendant prompt access to a large portion of the discovery he ultimately will receive. But her filing was little more than a political stunt, as well as a low-key attempt at imposing a gag order on Trump and preventing the American people from seeing Smith's evidence against the former president. All right, let's step back. Is this the most nightmarish scenario that the Democrats have created here? They're putting Trump on trial for his freedom in the middle of an election. These are unelected bureaucrats who work at the Department of Justice. An unelected judge who's interposed herself into this process by not pushing it back to after the election. I'm going to get to this judge in a minute. And all that this involves. Unbelievable. And then they say such a restriction is particularly important in this case because the defendant has previously issued public statements on social media regarding witnesses, judges, attorneys, and others associated with the legal matters pending against him. Why not? So what? I'll give you my footnote right now to Julie's piece. If the judiciary wants to be part of the election process by allowing itself even wanting itself to be part of the electoral process rather than putting these cases off till after the election or dismissing them altogether to be refiled after the election, then the judiciary is going to come under disrepute. And the judiciary is part of the campaign now. You can't have prosecutors making statements, filing stuff. You can't have judges making rulings and saying stuff in the middle of an election and then expect, oh, don't say anything, everybody. No, 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 don't say anything. When the greatest impact on the election is the judiciary and their decisions. Which is exactly why I've been saying for two weeks now, posting and saying, here, Fox, Levin TV, the judiciary should withdraw from participating in this election in order to protect the sanctity sanctity of the courtroom. It's clear this judge isn't going to do it. They need to get this matter to the Supreme Court, and there's a couple ways to do it. One of the ways I mentioned. They're not slam dunks. In fact, I don't even know how the the Supreme Court will rule. I'm not Nostradamus, but it's the only way out. If judges are going to participate, if the judiciary is going to participate, on behalf of one party interfering in a presidential election because it controls the government. And the judiciary cannot expect to be treated with respect. The judiciary cannot, cannot expect to avoid the, the tussle and the back and forth of a presidential election. It's part of it now. The judge is part of it now. She's no longer your honor to me and the American people. No way. No way. Julie Kelly. 
But Assistant U.S. Attorney Gaston's filing was little more than a political stunt, as well as a low-key attempt at imposing a gag order in Trump. Such a restriction is particularly important in this case because the defendant has previously issued public statements on social media, she said, as I pointed out. Gaston then referenced a brief message Trump posted on True Social last Friday afternoon, quote, In recent days regarding this case, the defendant has issued multiple posts, she said, either specifically or by implication, including the following, which the defendant posted just hours ago. If you go after me, I'm coming after you. As Julie Kelly points out, she's 100% correct. That's quite a stretch on Gaston's part, and even if Trump was in fact referring to those prosecuting him, he later insisted he was not. So what? He's supposed to remain closed-lipped as a presidential candidate? facing unprecedented prosecution at the hands of his successor and 2024 rival? Who made Jack Smith king? Neither the timing nor the political nature of the government's motion bothered Judge Chutkin. The very next morning, she ordered Team Trump to respond to the proposed protective order by 5 p.m. tonight, giving his overburdened lawyers one business day to prepare a response. Trump's counsel immediately asked for a three-day extension, explaining to Chutkin that negotiations were underway when Gaston abruptly filed her proposed protective order and noting the court's rules allowing opposing counsel 14 days to file a response. An additional three days to brief this important issue is reasonable, consistent with the local rules, and serves the interest of justice. No party would be prejudiced by the request, requested relief, as this case is at its very early stages, and no matters are currently pending that require the immediate resolution of the motion. John Lauro and Todd Blanche, Trump's attorneys explained, emails between the parties were attached to the defense motion confirming disagreement on the proposal, but underscoring at least some degree of cooperation. And that's when the threats began. In a follow-up motion, U.S. Attorney Gaston warned Smith's office would not produce discovery. The government's collection of evidence in a case until Trump's team agreed to the protective order. Quote, the government stands ready to, pr- to, uh, to press, send on with discovery production. The defendant is standing in the way. The court should deny the motion. What a bunch of friggin' Stalinists. Judge Chunkin, to the surprise of no one, obeyed. She obeyed what Smith wanted. She denied the request for a three-day extension and reestablish the deadline, 5 p.m. this evening, which has since passed. During a Sunday interview, Trump lawyer Lauro told CNN's Dana Bash why his client would not agree to the proposed protective order. We will not agree to keep information that's not sensitive from the press. Press the American people in a campaign season have a right to know what the evidence is in this case, provided that this evidence is not protected otherwise. But Bash along with her media cohorts and the Democrat judge, are unconcerned with the high level of secrecy sought by Smith's team in two unprecedented cases against a former president. Not only will Trump not get a fair shake in D.C., his trial in the court of public opinion won't fare any better at this rate. Now you know the whole story. Now you know. And look at the media. The Praetorian Guard media, the Pravda of America, cheering on the Stalinists, because they are Stalinists. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Gabe Kaminsky is an excellent reporter at the Washington Examiner. He says, Justice Department prosecutor for Trump cases donated thousands to Biden and Democrats. They're in your face with this stuff now. They could care less. An ex-top New York City prosecutor working with the Justice Department, Special Counsel Jack Smith, on investigations related to former President Trump, has given large donations to campaigns for top Democrats including President Joe Biden records show. And by the way, the rest of the media know this. They certainly know it now that Kaminsky's written this. David Rody, R-O-D-Y, is one of several veteran attorneys helping to advise Smith, who's overseeing two indictments against Trump, related to former president's alleged efforts to challenge the 2020 election, his involvement in the January 6th Capitol riot. There was no involvement. As well as his handling of classified information, Rody, who in 2022 left his role as a partner in a major law firm, Sidley Austin, to join the DOJ as a senior counsel in the criminal division, gave 5600 to the Biden campaign in 2020. That's the max. And almost 7000 to other Democrat causes from 2018 to 2022, according to campaign finance disclosures. How in the hell do they get away with this? Where is the... The rules of professional conduct. Why aren't they being applied? Where is the D.C. bar? Are you as corrupt as the people you're supposed to be overseeing? You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Mark Levin, the voice of America. Dial in now at 877-381-3811. Now, this Judge Tanya Chutkin, the most radical of all Obama judges, she donated $4,300 to Barack Obama's presidential campaign and victory fund combined between 2008 and 2012. How How is it possible that this woman isn't required to recuse herself? And I want to remind you during that master's hearing last week when Donald Trump came in in person. Three Obama judges sat in the back bench. Three of them. Moss, the chief judge, and Jackson. So if you don't think this is a spectacle and that this courthouse in Washington, D.C. isn't participating in this spectacle, more than participating in it, then you're not paying attention to what's going on, and I know you are. This guy, Rody, he also gave money, a thousand bucks, to the campaign for Dan Goldman. He gave money to the Kamala Harris campaign for president. He gave money to the Cory Booker campaign for the Senate. And then for president, and he's a prosecutor against Trump. How is that possible? The system is completely corrupt, utterly and completely. Shocking, is it not? I mean, if we're so, uh, what do you expect? No, I don't. What do you expect? And now they're trying to muzzle Trump so only the prosecutor and the judge can speak. So we the people don't even know what the hell's going on. Then you have Dana Bash at CNN encouraging it. The press will only get leaks, you see. Because that's what Smith is known for. Leaks. Well, the judge overseeing the Trump classified documents case in Florida, is under attack. Under attack by Reuters, under attack by the New York Times, under attack by Salon, under attack by the Washington Post, under attack by The Hill, under attack by about two dozen typical corrupt, radical left-wing media outlets. That she's already made all these mistakes in the document case, they say. Already, that she's not up to the... she doesn't have the experience and she's a Trump appointee so they're trashing her they're trashing her originally I was wondering what are you sending that date for turns out this is a sharp lady so Smith's people and by the way they tried this same trick with her when it came to access to classified documents, they cut off, that is, the government, Smith's people, cut off negotiations with the defense in Florida, run to the judge on a Friday evening, say, we need this order right away, right away. The following week, she has a hearing on this, and she says, uh, why are you in such a rush? Number one, number two, you've given me no reason why the former president shouldn't see the materials that you intend to use against him at trial. Number three, the Department of Justice rules compel a period of time 
where prosecutors work with defense counsel to try and work out their differences. And she stopped them and ruled against them. Ruled against them, unlike the the judge in D.C. who just takes it right up. I want to say this to the judge in D.C. If you start ruling the right way, I will be the first one to give you credit. But you're a mess. Everybody knows you're a, a hack judge. So for this judge in Florida, Just the News says she dealt several blows today to special counsel Smith's prosecution of President Trump. U.S. Judge Aileen Cannon, a Trump appointee. You know, I don't see this with this Chutkin, where they say Judge Chutkin, a, an Obama appointee, an Obama donor. Denied the Justice Department's request, listen to this, to keep filing sealed in the case and to remove two of them from the record. Let me, let me try this again. I've told you this before. When I worked at the Department of Justice under Reagan Meese, we had a lot of cases that involved secret information, classified information. Usually we're prosecuting spies. I don't recall one of those top cases ever going to trial. Do you know why, Mr. Producer? Because you're required to have a public trial. And the government did not want to go through document after document, sentence after sentence, to determine what could be used in open court and what could not be used in open court. And so the Department of Justice took the position, if we can get somebody to plead guilty to 30 years or life in prison as opposed to the death penalty, we'll take it. Because otherwise, in order to prosecute our case, We have to turn this stuff over to the defense because how else are you going to defend yourself, spy or no spy, if documents are being used that you don't have access to? So the government has to make a decision. You sure you want a full-blown trial or not? So what they're trying to do to Trump is they're treating him worse than a spy. They're saying, we want a trial and we want these documents concealed. And she says, you do? They say, yes, she says, not happening. The special counsel asked for some materials in the case to be sealed from the public, but Judge Cannon wrote in her brief that the agency's arguments, quote, fail to satisfy the burden of establishing a sufficient legal or factual basis to warrant sealing them. See, they're used to walking into these D.C. courts and getting everything they want. Hunter Biden getting everything they want. They just figure all these judges are just going to cave because most of them do. Because most of them do. So she's other withering attack. Now the woman went to Michigan Law School. She went to Duke undergrad. She's obviously quite brilliant. But she's not part of the East Coast Ivy League. She's not part of the Washington, D.C., New York City legal community. Just like the judge in Wilmington, Delaware is not. So they're not in these social circles. They're not part of the, of the social circle that talks about this stuff among themselves. They're just doing their damn jobs. 
So she comes under attack. But she did more. This is something I've been talking about here on Fox, on Levin TV. She said to the prosecutors, uh, why did you bring these four additional charges in front of a grand jury in Washington, D.C., when the case is here in Florida? Are you, are you, used, I mean, are you prosecuting this case in two districts? She wants additional information about the continuing use of an outside state jury in the case. Now, to my chagrin, the Trump lawyers down there didn't bring this up. They should have moved. They heard what I said. They should have filed a motion or even on their own. And I would have filed a motion to have all these charges dropped. If they want to bring them again, bring them in Florida. But I would go further. I would say that the damage has been done. Now, why does this matter, America? Two reasons. The Department of Justice rules are abundantly clear. You are not to have a grand jury investigation in a district like Washington, D.C., when the events you're investigating occurred in another district, like the Southern District of Florida. Otherwise, prosecutors will venue shop. Why did he go to Washington, D.C.? Because Washington, D.C. voted 94% for Joe Biden. That's why. That's why. And then they send it down to Florida and they say, okay, we, uh, we just do our rubber, we'll read the indictments, we'll explain the indictments, and all the grand jury in Florida has to do is rubber stamp that. And then, uh, you know, they come up with their fancy phrases, re-indict or super-indict or whatever it is. Here's the problem, the second problem. That grand jury in Florida didn't see the witnesses. They didn't hear from the witnesses. They were not part of the investigative process. This is a truly sleazy, unethical, diabolical move by the prosecutor. So in Florida, the judge is saying, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you adding these additional four counts? Indictments that you bring in Washington, D.C. for a case that's in Florida. An out-of-state grand jury. Do you see how sleazy this is? And these people are? It's the worst. It's the worst I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot. It's just incredible. And they're doing this. Let's step back. A documents case? That case is as phony as a $3 bill. Presidential Records Act is the controlling law. It's not even mentioned. They want the court to look at the Espionage Act. Never been applied against a president. It's never supposed to be applied against a president. Shocking. Shocking. And you'll hear the legal analysts, even some of our friends say, now that's the real case right there. No, it's not. And by the way, it's not one or the other. They all suck. And then the D.C. case, based on a Ku Klux Klan law and other, it's so preposterous that a real judge, a serious judge, who takes his or her oath seriously, would call on the government and say, I want to go over these charges you brought here. I want to go over this. Because I'm not going to have you turn my courtroom into a clown show. 
But at a minimum, Trump's lawyers should be filing that as well. They should find the quickest route, even though it's certainly not a slam dunk, but has the, the support of a rational argument to get to the U.S. Supreme Court. People said, well, Mark, John, look, I can't predict outcomes. I'm telling you, it's the only way out of this. This is intended to interfere with the election. Obviously, the Trump base isn't going anywhere. The problem is the Trump base makes up one-third of the general electorate. That's it. 30%. They're not aiming this at you. They're aiming this at them. That's what they're doing. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I cannot thank the loyal Levinites out there, you patriots, who've taken the time to go to Amazon.com and order your pre-order copies of uh, The Democrat Party Hates America because you see it unfolding in front of your eyes. Uh, The clock is ticking. We're getting much, much closer now to the launch date in September. I'm hoping more and more of you will participate in this. It's a book for the election and a book to outlive the election because we're in deep trouble and some of us recognize uh, that we're in the middle of a revolution I saw there was a piece by my friend Victor Davis Hanson today pointing that out something we've been pointing out here for a very long time now and this is every bit as grave as the Civil War I mean, there's obviously different issues involved, but the overarching issue, freedom, what kind of country you want to live in, and so forth, there's overlaps. This is a revolution. It's taking place. It's in front of your eyes. Do not deny it, because it will devour you and your family. It's in our public schools. It's in our colleges and universities. It's in our media. It's led by the Democrat Party, which is the umbrella group for all these forces. We even have elements of it in the Republican Party. There's a big news report out today. That my generation will be the last generation misproduced. (coughs) Excuse me. Of a nation that is majority white. 
Now, the media like to talk about replacement theory. Replacement theory? All they do is talk about how policies are changing the demographics in the country. And then when you notice it, they say, look at you, you're a white supremacist. If you believe the country is evil from day one, evil from day one and needs to be overthrown because of white supremacy, white privilege and white dominant society. In other words, if you embrace CRT and Marxism, then you want to put an end to this white dominant society in every way possible. You want to destroy the constitution and the legal system. You want to destroy the, the economic system. You want to destroy separation of powers, which are so crucial. You want to destroy the nuclear family. And if you believe white domination is the reason for all bad that's taking place, all evil, then you want to change the demographics in America, do you not? So they say it, and then when you point it out, there's something wrong with you. And I spent a lot of time in the book on this. I read that billionaires are leaving the DeSantis campaign because he's spending too much time on culture wars. It's the culture wars that are destroying us. Do you believe these billionaire bastards? It's unbelievable. The Democrats get it. The Soroses, all the rest of them. They spend billions on the culture wars. And we have billionaires abandoning candidates because they're confronting the culture war and trying to defeat it. You need to spend more time on regulations and a lot less time on the culture wars. They're prepared to surrender. It's okay, they'll send their kids to some highfalutin schools or hire tutors or whatever the hell it is. But this is a revolution that's taking place. And I want to talk about that more in a moment. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. There was a piece in the New York Times last year in which there is rather extensive discussion about how Joe Biden... And people who report to them are very, very disappointed in how Merrick Garland has been conducting himself as attorney general. And they say, look, uh, Biden says, I don't need a ponderous judge. I need somebody who's going to, you know, 
make sure that Trump's never president again. He's a danger to the country. He's a danger to the country. We can't, we can't have him here. Now, this was in the New York Times, so it was obviously meant for Garland and the boys and girls over at the DOJ to read and to comprehend. And they have. So when they say there's been no direct contact, number one, I don't believe it for two minutes. They say that about Hunter Biden and China and Joe Biden. They're lying through their false teeth. But that said, when you leak that kind of stuff to the New York Times, you have a purpose in mind. And your purpose is to influence the outcome of the investigation. And that's exactly what took place. We don't need a ponderous judge. We need a more aggressive attorney general. Not that Garland needed that information, but he got the go-ahead. And he's been doing it ever since. There's another piece out there on Jack Smith. That Jack Smith views his job as getting the person he hunts. Otherwise, he's viewed himself as a failure. And so there's no rule that won't be broken. There's no ethics that won't be sidestepped. For him to do what he's doing. And now when you look at what's been done to Donald Trump, it's even far worse than what was done to Bob McDonald. Every dirty trick in the book. Every dirty trick in the book, this latest one is beyond evident what they're trying to do. And so it's very important when you hear, oh, he posted this, and uh, he's his own worst enemy. Don't turn into Bill Barr. Don't turn into Chris Christie for a lot of reasons. You'd have to change your wardrobe. But nonetheless, he's not doing anything wrong. He's reacting. The man has 78 charges leveled against him. He has to win every jury pool, He has to defend against every single charge in order to avoid prison time should he not be elected president. And so we judge him like, you know, we're cool as cucumber, we're eating dinner, you know, "Ah, I wish Trump would say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's trying to... this guy is almost like the American Dreyfus, if you want to know the truth. Books have been written about Dreyfus. Movie was done about Dreyfus. Mark, how dare you compare them? I'll do what I wish, because in the end, I'm, I'm proven right about almost all this stuff. You would not have dreamt just a few years ago that this could be happening to our country. You would not have dreamt that people can go into our stores and steal willy-nilly. You know why people can steal willy-nilly? Because George Soros, the Democrat Party, have concluded, have concluded that property rights don't mean anything in a white supremacist society. So go at it. This is how we redistribute. This is how we do it. The law is corrupt. 
the capitalism is corrupt. The fact that some have and some don't, that's corrupt. So I say we're in the middle of a revolution. And I've been saying this, and now I've written an entire book on it. And the Democrat Party hates America. They're leading the revolution. They are the revolution. This is what we need to understand and comprehend. What's being done to Donald Trump, what would be done to DeSantis, what's being done most of all to we, the people, is being done by this corrupt Marxist party. That's what it is now. Free speech is under attack. There is no academic freedom on our colleges and university campuses anymore. The police state is growing. You have the government banning household products. Regulating more and more of how you live your life. You saw what happened during the pandemic. Republicans, yes, but mostly Democrats. Their lust for power. You saw what took place. Unbelievable. Crime's completely out of control, even on public transportation. Schools don't educate. Police budgets are still being slashed. You've got prosecutors and judges who who will not put people in prison. You've got our borders wide open with millions, millions of new illegal aliens here. Millions. In one two-year period. Fentanyl killing our kids and young people. The sex trade, rape, it's unbelievable. And this is Democrat Party policy. That's what it is. They're responsible for this. They want to destroy our country in order to control it. That's what Marxists do. They want to take it down. Take it down. And when you stand in their way, whether you're a Trump or DeSantis or a Levin or whatever you are, You, we, the people, you have to be intimidated or worse. They seek to delegitimize and eviscerate our Constitution, the Bill of Rights in particular. Every single one of those amendments. They want to eliminate the Electoral College, so 14 Democrat states will control everything. You won't have representative government. Their attack on the Supreme Court is unheard of. To intimidate the court. They reject separation of powers. That's why Biden keeps issuing executive orders. So he's not going to work with Republicans in Congress. He doesn't have to in his view. And of course, the targeting of political opponents, whether they're pro-lifers, whether they're parishioners at... Catholic churches that use the Latin mass, whether they're parents, and of course, Donald Trump. They are trying to smother him with indictments, with expenses. They're trying to make it impossible for him to exercise his due process rights. They're trying to make it impossible for him, obviously, to win the presidency. This is what Obama called the fundamental transformation of America and his lovely wife. 
he wasn't alone. Bernie Sanders believes in the fundamental transformation of America. Elizabeth Warren believes in the fundamental transformation of America. Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, all these people who have benefited from this country. Doesn't matter. There's no bounds to the power they want to exercise over us. And so when you have billionaire donors to DeSantis, there's an article today, that's why I'm pointing it out. So we don't you know, we, we really want to get involved with these woke battles. We want tax cuts and regulation reductions. These people are the enemy. We should be rewarding Republicans, conservatives, who stand up to this. They shouldn't be blood dry by the billionaire elites and their damn ESG and all the rest of it. Well, we have Julie Kelling coming on now. I don't think you're going to want to miss this. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Well, it's a pleasure and an honor to have Julie Kelly, who never gives up, which is a fantastic characteristic. And uh, I want to thank you, Julie. So uh, I read your piece about what they're doing in Washington, D.C. Why don't you speak about what they're doing and all the rest of this that they're doing and the context for it, in terms of uh, history, in terms of past prosecutions, past elections. Let me just say this to you, Julie. I don't know how a judge can expect not to be part of the political process when she allows herself to be part of the political process. In other words, these district judges or these these state judges, they can't allow themselves to part to 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 be used, and some of them want to be used by the government to make decisions that have an effect on an election and then say, okay, and meanwhile, the person we're making decisions about, he has to keep his mouth shut, and you damn well better not criticize me by name either. That's not tolerable, is it? It absolutely isn't. And I will tell you, Mark, um, the American people are about to get a big dose of what I've watched this D.C. District Court, these prosecutors, these judges do for the past two years in these January 6 cases that you and I have talked about. Thankfully, you started covering my work on January 6th. You were one of the first, so I'm so grateful for your covering my work. Because I'm grateful but, for you doing the work. Too, but, 
Well, I mean, you know, my jaw just routinely would drop to the floor when I would read the filings and I would see these prosecutors in action, but more importantly, what the judges were saying and what they were allowing. And as you know, Judge Tanya Chutkin is one of the worst. You would be hard-pressed to find a more conflicted, biased judge. I'll tell you, Mark, I stumbled into her courtroom one day during a break for the Proud Boys trial, and she was sentencing the one man who had the gall to go to trial on four misdemeanors. Most January 6th defendants plead out if she is the judge because she is so tough and harsh. Of course, she hands down the harshest um, sentences. And I watched her just drip with condescension and contempt for this man from Alabama who was in the Capitol for 11 minutes. You could sense, I mean, it was palpable, the contempt, the hatred that she has for Trump supporters and people who dared to come to their nation's capital and protest Joe Biden's election. I've seen her in action. Uh, and I'm telling you, there's no way she, she should be assigned um, to this case. Of course, she authored the 2021 decision that denied Trump's executive privilege protections, uh, forcing him to produce records to the illicit January 6th Select Committee. Her fingerprints are all over the worst aspects of this January 6th criminal prosecution at, at, at DOJ and now Jack Smith. And here she is. We're expected to believe that she is going to be a fair arbiter in this in this situation, this matter. She just isn't. And she's already shown that she's not. And she's not going to let go of this case, even though I would have filed for a venue change, too, because she decides on that, doesn't she? She does. And of course, as you know, every single D.C. judge has denied every change of venue motion filed by a January 6th defendant, even in high profile cases like the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. They insist that a fair jury can be uh, can be seated, even though DOJ has a near perfect conviction rate in January 6th trials. So this is the rigged Banana Republic-style climate that Donald Trump now finds himself in. And speaking of Banana Republic, just for plain English, this 18 U.S.C. 1512, this Enron statute, was passed to deal with what they saw was a gap in the Enron cases after the fact. And that is you had executives who were accused of destroying documents that Congress wanted and so forth. It has no application to this case. We talk about the Ku Klux Klan Act that they're using and other stuff. And in fact, this was on appeal, the use of this particular statute. One of the judges was very skeptical, but they said, okay, I'll go along. It's eventually going to get to the Supreme Court. You don't take a statute like that and apply it to a candidate for president, the former president of the United States, willy-nilly, do you? Well, in, in this case, you absolutely do, because they have successfully tried this obstruction felony in numerous cases. It has resulted in multiple plea agreements. Of course, the most famous January 6th uh, obstruction victim is Jacob Chansley, who spent 41 months in jail, not just was sentenced to 41 months, Mark, but spent months in prison, denied release simply because he was charged with this obstruction felony. Um, so it is on appeal. It has been appealed. There was what was called a splintered ruling. That was one of the how uh, one of the judges described it. And now two defense attorneys have filed uh, petitions with the Supreme Court to hear uh, to hear the appeal and, of course, just hear how this has been weaponized by DOJ. It's a 20 year old statute. It's never been used this way. In fact, the judge Florence Pan 
uh, a Biden-appointed judge on the D.C. appellate court admitted it had never been used in this manner before, that it was a novel use of the statute. But this is just one way the DOJ is setting precedent to criminalize political dissent. And now applying this felony that's been slapped against more than 300 January 6th defendants against President Trump. I think the only hope here, and it's not a slam dunk, that's for sure, is to try and get this case or a case in front of the Supreme Court for this reason. I've been harking on this now for a couple of weeks. People are starting to pick up on it, Julie. I went back and I read the 1973 decision from the Office of Legal Counsel, the Nixon Justice Department, and then the 2000 decision from the Clinton Justice Department, the Office of Legal Counsel, which is the brain trust of the Department of Justice. Scalia used to be the Assistant Attorney General of that office. Rehnquist was the Assistant Attorney General. And I read it. I've read it before. And they talk about how a president can't be indicted or shouldn't be indicted because it's not possible for him to run the executive branch with all the responsibilities involved in that, plus defend his liberty. Defend his liberty. They said it's different with a civil case, obviously, because he's not defending his liberty. But here, the Constitution creates a number of barriers for the government. It also creates a number of evidentiary tools and statutes do too. And a defendant has to spend an enormous amount of time with their lawyers in order to fight for their liberty and stay out of prison. So you can't have a president doing that. And they said the stigma that attaches to being indicted while you're president. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, I understand Donald Trump or any candidate's not president, but he's running for president. And he cannot possibly defend himself, not just against one slew of indictments, what are going to be four different slews of indictments trip, where they're tripping over each other on court dates, on the calendar of the courts. He has to work with his lawyers to go through videotapes. He has to work with his lawyers to go through over a million pages of documents and at the same time have a chance of running for president of the United States. I want to talk to you about this, Julie, and get your opinion when we return. We'll be right back. You know what companies looking for you when they actually upgrade your service? And don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Julie Kelly, really, uh, it's not possible for somebody to defend themselves against what will be 100 charges, any one, any one of which can put them in federal prison or state prison. 
and run for president. Isn't that the goal here? To cripple him? It has. Yes, it absolutely is. I mean, if you look at the classified documents case in Southern Florida, there's already a million pages of discovery uh, that uh, defense counsel has been warned about. In addition to three years worth of security footage from Mar-a-Lago, nine months that they took from the security footage, DOJ and FBI took from multiple cameras. So they have to look at all of that in the classified documents case. Then you turn to this case. And it will be more discovery, more evidence in this case because of the number of witnesses and all of the transcripts. And I mean, this is a far uh, more wide ranging case. Now, in the classified documents case, Donald Trump has to go to a secure facility with his defense attorneys to look at these alleged classified records. He can't see them in his home. He can't take notes. They can't be shared. Some of the files he's not even allowed to see under a pending protective order. So not only are they overwhelming him with these criminal cases and the amount of discovery, they are going out of their way to limit his ability to even see the evidence against him, which was the essence of this new protective order, basically a gag order, but also requiring even regular discovery materials to be classified, to be designated as sensitive So he can't access them. They can't post them in any hearings or motions or anything as this heads towards trial. They are making it impossible not just to run for president, but more importantly, Mark, to defend himself, as any American citizen should be able to do. That's how malicious, abusive, and retaliatory this Department of Justice is. And Judge Chutkin is going to let them get away with it. Judge Aileen Cannon, not so much. Two points. You raise executive privilege and then attorney-client privilege, and Trump was denied both, and both of those should have been allowed. The attorney-client privilege that was litigated in secret wasn't even litigated. It was presented in secret. The judge orders um, that significant amounts of information and his lead lawyer in the documents case, he can testify, present his notes, serves as the basis for most of the charges, and it's still under seal. Even Trump hasn't seen it. And then you have executive privilege. You you talk about this other judge. When they waived executive privilege for Trump, and by the way, Biden refused to insist on it for Trump, that is what allowed, in essence, uh, Mike Pence's notes and his testimony to come into the grand jury. So here, Trump's confidential privileged discussions with his attorneys, that goes to the grand jury, and Trump's privileged discussions with his vice president that goes to the grand jury have you ever heard anything so outrageous in your life i haven't it's just remarkable and you know mark and and thank you for again for covering my work but people can check out my Substack, declassified with julie kelly and i give a good background into the classified documents case and judge aileen cannon's involvement there and what she called out today was something very important And that is the fact that the Department of Justice and then Jack Smith conducted 99% of the classified documents investigation in Washington, D.C. That's how they got D.C. Chief Judge Beryl Howell, another Obama judge who used to be a Democratic Senate staffer, you know, brazen uh, hatred towards Donald Trump and his supporters. 
she made two key decisions. First of all, piercing the attorney-client privilege between Trump and Evan Corcoran, his attorney, forcing Corcoran then to testify before this D.C. grand jury and produce his notes and documents, private records between the former president and his attorney, gave that to DOJ, and then also forcing the Trump organization to turn over months of security footage from inside the former president's home. Think about that. So they could watch like sick voyeurs who is moving boxes in a storage room in the president's private home. This is how outrageous, outlandish this investigation is. And this is why DOJ and Jack Smith conducted it at DOJ in D.C. And Mark at the last minute said, whoops. We have a venue problem. Now, We're we've talked about read- that here at length. Yep. Exactly. I've never so, seen this either. And you have a Department yeah. of Justice rule. It's a rule for federal prosecutors in their guidelines. It says you're not to do this. Exactly what he did. Uh, that is to use a grand jury in one district and then move in, in a case uh, where most of the events took place in another district. And she's asked the question. Now, the question is, what is the remedy? The remedy is to throw it out. Mm-hmm. Because the, the grand jury in Florida, which is where it's supposed to be, Julie Kelly, they didn't hear from any witnesses. They didn't see any firsthand anything. Anything. And, don't, I mean, the government needs to be punished for such outrageous conduct, doesn't it? I absolutely believe so, and I think that's what Judge Cannon is setting up. But the, the shocking news is that the D.C. grand jury is still working on the yep. classified documents case. Now, why? None of the alleged crimes in either indictment cite that any of this conduct happened in Washington, D.C. The classified documents, the alleged willful retention of national uh, defense information, the date is January 21, 2021, which means Trump was out of D.C. and back home in Mar-a-Lago. So why are they con- continuing to conduct this investigation in Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. Because of what you said, of course, they'll get the result they want. I want to read something to you. Uh, This is from, let's see, Katie Pavlich had this on their site over at Town Hall. But I remember when this happened to April 2022, the New York Times. They did a whole big story on this, how Biden and his people were very disappointed in Garland. Let me quote, the attorney general's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democrat allies of the White House, and at times President Biden himself. So they leaked this. As recently as late last year, Mr. Biden confided to his inner circle that he believed former President Donald Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted, according to two people familiar with his comments. And while the president has never communicated his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland, he has said privately that he wanted Mr. Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor is willing to take decisive action over the events of January 6th. So this is leaked almost word for word. The scribes over there at the New York Times run it. Now, Garland didn't need this, but he's being given the go ahead. Isn't this a message to Garland? Oh, it absolutely is. And I mean, they were already looking at this to begin with. And I believe that article also talks about Lisa Monaco, the deputy attorney general, who, of course, is a longtime Obama loyalist. Um, worked at DOJ for years, was um, Robert Mueller's chief of staff when he was director of FBI. So uh, I believe that she was leading the charge on this, and I don't think they needed to signal much to Merrick Garland to get him going on this. But of course, Joe Biden has been involved in this and his advisors. 
So the idea that this is hands-off, that Jack Smith, who also is a longtime DOJ fixture, worked at Maine Just- Justice for Lisa, with Lisa Monaco during the Obama administration, um, that he is independent <laughs> or not, doesn't understand his marching orders here. Of course he does. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see the, the huge contrast in how both of these judges handle these cases because you can see the difference already. And um, that's why you don't see many leaks coming out of Jack Smith's investigation in the classified documents case, do you, Mark? Because she already mm-hmm. called out DOJ last year for leaking to the press. Let me ask you a personal so, uh, question. Yes, sir. Because it, this stuff affects me. I look at this. I look at what's happening to the nation. I think to myself, I don't think we're ever going to get back to where we need to be. That if they have their way, literally, this man will serve the rest of his life in prison. And Joe Biden will get reelected and will have four more years on top of these, what will be four years, of this revolution against the American people. Some nights, it just keeps me awake. You? It does. It does keep me awake. I think I'm, I think thinking about the other January 6th defendants and how their lives have been ruined probably kept me up more. Um, but I, I think the only upside for me, Mark, um, after, yes, losing a lot of sleep and waking up at 3 a.m. thinking about, you know, what motion is coming next is that the American people are awakening to this. You know, they, it's very hard to come to terms with the deep corruption, uh, that's not even the right word. Uh, the the evilness of mm-hmm. this regime and this Department of Justice. But I think people are seeing it right before their eyes, and and they don't want this to happen. So to the extent they can do anything, I, I don't know. But um, this is going to be a real eye opener for for a lot of Americans, and it's necessary. And unfortunately, there's so much collateral damage, including Donald Trump uh, himself. Let's say she she signs this protective order and Donald Trump violates. What is she going to do? Hold him in contempt and throw him in jail? She could. I mean, think think about how ridiculous this is. Anyway, well, not and not only that, Mark. They're going to come forward with more superseding indictments. Jack Smith does yeah. not want either one of these cases to go to trial before the election. He absolutely does not. So they're going to bring more indictments in this case, just like they did in classified documents. But those superseding indictments will be um, will, will be very dangerous for the president and whichever co-conspirators they decide to charge with him for, say, seditious conspiracy. All right, Julie Kelly, I want to thank you very, very much. And uh, we'll keep bringing you back. You're, you're, you're a very clear voice on these issues. Thanks so much. Oh, Mark, such an honor. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Be well. It's a very brave lady. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger... Take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. It also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team 
right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. things have happened internationally that are a big deal. Most of you say, well, Niger, a coup, who cares? It's all the way over there. Let me tell you something. Niger was an ally of ours. It's an elected government. We have a lot of CIA operatives there to help us keep an eye on what's going on in Africa with China and Iran and other countries, Russia. And I'm no doubt we're going to have to pull them out. We also have special forces there that enable us to move quickly throughout parts of North Africa and so forth. We're going to have to pull them out, too. This was a coup. It was a coup supported and funded by Vladimir Putin and Russia, for all you guys that love Putin and Russia. And so now that's another country, another ally lost to the United States. It's a big deal what's going on in this world now. Then they have 11, 11 naval battleships right off the coast of Alaska in our face. And we have to hustle to send four destroyers. One from Pearl Harbor, one of Japan, I don't know, the other two. We're outnumbered right now, and we're outgunned. And the military, the communist Chinese military, is on a spending binge on their military Their Navy is larger than ours, and it's going to get much larger than ours because they have not stopped. They keep producing ships. And if we get caught behind on this, it is a big deal to produce a ship. It costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of lead time. And we are flat-footed yet again. This should be a warning to the United States. Instead, we're chasing UFOs. We're trying to destroy a former president. Worried about incandescent bulbs? Are you kidding me? This is a nation in decline, not because of you and me. We're the ones who keep banging the pots and pans. This revolution is killing our country right in front of your eyes. Right in front of your eyes. We've got to get the word out. We've got to wake up our fellow citizens There's a third of us, 30% or so, who get it, but the other 70% don't. Mark, all you do is talk to the choir, right? No! I wrote this book so you can take it to everyone you know. We're not on the precipice. We're in the abyss trying to claw our way out. And you and I, we're always a year or more ahead of everybody else, whether it's the term Marxism, whether it's warning about what's happening with China, whether it's warning what's happening with the Department of Justice, whether it's motions that need to be filed. We're way ahead of the curve. Why? Because I don't take the weekends off and I don't run around having a grand old time and chasing this and running that. I can't. I can't. I feel bad sometimes for my family if they put up with this. 
but I can't. It's not the way I am. It's just not the way I am. And I'm deeply concerned about all this. Deeply. And so I write a book, Democrat Party Hates America. All you have to do is read it. You don't have to write it. And uh, this is where we are. It's unfortunate, but this is where we are. All right. I want to tell you about innovation refunds. Mr. Producer, I already did innovation refunds. So do I want to talk about something else? Yeah, that would help. There you go. We knew we'd get to them. Very, very important. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Look at this, with the climate change BS, just the news. Power companies are asking Biden, they're begging Biden to end his war on fossil fuel plants as EPA comet deadline looms. You know what's going on in Colorado, America? There's 1.6 million acres of land in Colorado. That's being used and can be used to extract oil and natural gas. Crucial to this country. Crucial. Crucial to this country. Joe Biden is on the precipice of locking it up with an executive order calling it a memorial. So that would be Land that could not be used. Resources that cannot be used. This is how they're destroying household products, the automobile. They're destroying your lifestyle. Let me ask that question that Reagan asked. That Reagan asked when he was running against Jimmy Carter. Are you better off today than you were four years ago? 
Are you better off today than you were four years ago? Have you noticed that gasoline prices are skyrocketing again? Biden was going to buy more oil for the strategic reserve since he depleted it in such a massive way. He put a hold on that. Because he didn't want you to link his actions with the increased price in fuel. He wanted you to blame the oil companies. The oil companies want to drill. The refineries want to refine. That's how they make money. They're in business. And these power companies, how do you think they get electricity? With coal, nuclear, oil, and natural gas. They don't just snap their fingers. Electricity providers recently spoke out against the Biden administration's attack on the fossil fuel industry, specifically power plants, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you rely on them for air conditioning you rely on them for heating, warning that the speed at which officials are pursuing a green energy transition risks significant energy shortages. Now, this has to be what the 500th point that I've made on this or article that I've read on this. So when it comes You know who's responsible for it, because it's coming. It's happening. It's going to happen. According to a report from the Washington Times, Southwest Power Pool's executive vice president, Lanny Nickel, recently said that though he's not advocating Biden double down on conventional energy sources, he does think the U.S. needs to slow down with stripping assets from our energy footprint. Lanny's company oversees power grids across 14 states. This guy knows what he's talking about. Including Kansas and Oklahoma, portions of New Mexico and Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Minnesota, Iowa, Wyoming, and Nebraska. Tri-state generation and transmissions, Barry Ingold, gave a similar cautionary statement about the fossil phase out pleading for a balanced portfolio as we're taking coal plants offline our challenge is going to be can you build a gas plant that bridges that gap the answer is no no and what the democrats do is they lie and may biden's epa proposed a rule that would require coal-fired plants across the country listen to this to eliminate or capture nearly all excuse me, carbon emissions released by 2038 or be subject to mandatory closure. The government is going to shut down coal power plants. It's going to shut them down. Even environmentalists, some say this capture stuff is all BS. It's all BS can't capture most of it. The preliminary list of public speakers at a June public hearing show no energy producers listed. The EPA will no longer accept public comment on the rule after August 8, 2023, and apparently they're not going to accept public comment from energy producers. That's like the over 400 reporters now who've been axed, A-X-E-D, not A-S-K-E-D, axed. From the White House press pool. Did you hear that one, Mr. Producer? Over 400. You know, Trump gets rid of this Acosta because he's disrupting the press conference. 
And all the media groups, they all get together, circle the wagons, all go to court. Some drunk, some uh, some Trump hack district court judge. I told you before how many of these judges get their jobs. That has nothing to do with Trump. They're deals that they have to make. Rules that it's a violation of the First Amendment. Excuse me. Meanwhile, Biden not only doesn't hold press conferences, he's blowing out the press he doesn't like from the press pew. Heard about this? No, of course not. So here we have comments, public comments, on this rule, and not a single fossil fuel company is invited to speak. In March, energy costs for American families were up at a 10-year high, with some seeing their expenses rise twice as fast as inflation. Meanwhile, energy costs are hitting people's wallets even when they're on the road. U.S. gas prices are back on the rise, crossing $3.73. Where I am, I just saw $3.95. And it's a pretty good gas station. $3.95. The highest since November 2022. How many reports have you seen on this? None. As of Friday, that number already rose to $3.83. According to AAA, up more than 30%. Excuse me, check that. Up more than 30 cents from a month ago. As I say to you many, many times, how the hell do people on fixed incomes or minimum wage, how do they live day to day with these prices? I don't know how they do it. Just the News spoke with the U.S. Oil and Gas Association President Tim Stewart. Invoked Germany's deindustrialization as an example of high energy cost consequences. Really? How long has Mark been talking about the degrowth movement? You can call it deindustrialization. It is the degrowth movement. It's not about clean air. It's not about clean water. It's not about quote-unquote clean energy. They are literally shrinking our economy. Germany's slow deindustrialization process because of high energy costs is really sort of sending shockwaves and a clear signal to other countries saying, maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all. But if you're an ideologue and a revolutionary, it's a great idea because you don't give a damn about the people or the size of the economy. You're trying to take control of people's lives. Most Marxist regimes, unless they're stealing all our technology like China, most Marxist regimes rule over very, very impoverished people. They give a crap if they're eating or not. Germany, despite enduring a serious energy crisis, has remained adamant about green energy earlier this year because it's, because it's a religion. And it gives them power to rule over their people. They're not going to give it up. Earlier this year, the country shut down its last nuclear power plants, but Stewart says nuclear power is the best option for those who want to phase out fossil fuels. Best option, it takes 20 years. 20 years to build a plant, get a license and build a plant. 20 years. If you really want to electrify everything, he says, like the left claims they want to, you're not going to do it with renewables. Got to do it with nuclear. I want to make this clear. You're not going to do it with wind, and you're not going to do it with solar. Ever. Ever. Never. Period. Period. I love fellow conservatives who 
go on Fox or go on radio. Let's try everything. No, let's try everything that makes sense. Let's not try everything. What do you mean try everything? Solar doesn't cut it. Massive propellers in the middle of the ocean don't cut it. They kill whales. They're loud as hell. They kill birds. By the way, where are all the leftists out there? You don't even hear from them. You don't even see them. No, they're perfectly happy. Why? Because they were never about the environment. They're always about degrowth and controlling you. We do not have an electrical grid that can handle all the electricity that these fools are going to place on that grid. Simply don't. It would take decades and decades to get there. Moreover, we don't have any way to protect the electrical grid from the communist Chinese, the fascistic Russians, the Islamo-Nazis in Iran, or any of the rest of these bastards. So everything's going to be on an electrical grid, such as it is, ready to be attacked. The insanity is just beyond belief. Not only are these people Marxist revolutionaries, they are the dumbest Marxist revolutionaries in the history of Marxist revolutions. They just keep signing executive orders, issuing regulations. Nothing's going through Congress. They just keep bypassing the system. Separate. You have an executive branch that's legislating, that's executing and adjudicating. If that's not a definition of a totalitarian regime, I don't know what is. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. By the way, as we prepare this great launch for the Democrat Party Hates America, my new book, I'm going through some of the social media video that we've put together. It's killer. You're going to love it. We're going where no man has gone before. Yes. And, of course, uh, we will announce the book signings again. I'll announce them tomorrow. Uh, We'll figure out the Reagan Library thing so I can get that announced. And uh, so we're really sharpening, getting ready for this. I'm strongly trying to encourage as many of you as possible to get ahead of us. Get ahead of us. Go pre-order your copies now. So you're in the queue when they come out. Get your 40% off. Amazon.com. And we have wonderful retailers who are taking the book. Costco, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. Um, what, 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 what else? Help me, help me. The other big box stores. <laughs> Jeez. Well, Amazon, of course. Um, the other big retailers out there. Books a million. What's that? Yeah, Barnes & Noble. Yep. They do a great job, too, and there's a lot of them out there. So... We're very excited about it. They're taking a lot of books. And um, 
Look, I know it's summertime. People want to get away from this stuff. The problem is this stuff is devouring us. The revolutionaries, the the Marxists, they don't rest during the summer. That funny, Mr. Producer, they don't rest at all. They're ready to roll, baby. So we were just talking about climate, right? Well, climate change and the degrowth movement in the 1970s was a Marxist movement, a European Marxist movement that's been exported to the United States, like all Marxist movements have been. Marxism is not um, something that grew out of the American system. It grows out of these European systems and then is exported to the United States. Marxists, fascists, autocrats generally explain away the horrendous and barbaric conditions they create, yet still appeal or attempt to appeal to the so-called masses by focusing on the paradise they promise in the future, and that's what makes it so alluring. There's nothing cerebral or intelligent or substantive. Everybody should have health care. Oh, yes. The earth is hot in the summer. We should make it cooler. Yes. Yes. If only you and every other individual surrenders more of your free will, in whole or in part, to a small cabal of activists, revolutionaries, government bureaucrats, and politicians, ultimately autocratic masterminds who claim to speak for and represent the people. There's no better subject to illustrate such a colossal deception in today's world as climate change which is central to the Democrat Party's growing authoritarianism over all aspects of American life. There's not a damn appliance in your home that they're not controlling as I speak. And this is just the beginning. Every weather event or natural disaster that causes discomfort, damage, or death is attributed to this climate change, the gods of climate change which in turn is said to require major changes in the quality of your life, the capitalist system, a reduction in economic growth and prosperity, increased taxation and regulation, the surrender of national sovereignty to international governing organizations, and or the significant expanse of domestic governmental power. Indeed, every household product from gas stoves, excuse me, gas stoves and light bulbs and dishwashers to air conditioners, washing machines, automobiles, anything else that uses energy is now subject to government control. When did that happen? Just now. That's two years. You didn't see it? Oh, yeah. And you know what's next? I've told you this. And I explained this in the book. That, that comes out of the book. The Democrat Party Hates America. Oh, yes. And we know what's next because they're already doing it. The Housing and Urban Development started under Obama, stopped under Trump. Now it's back with Biden and he's pushing it hard. Federal zoning. They don't want single family homes anymore. Look in your community. What's springing up? Townhouses, apartment buildings and condos, right? Pretty much. They want heavy, densely populated facilities. Not single family homes. You know, for the sake of the weather. What happens when there's blackouts and brownouts and the electrical grid can't handle your automobile? They're going to control who can drive, when they can drive, 
If you have four cars, two cars, three cars, maybe they'll only allow you to use one. They're going to monitor how far you drive. They're going to put devices on your cars. How do we know it? It's already being proposed. Already. I'm not making it up. They want everything to be very tight, like all urban areas. They want to turn the suburbs into tight-knit urban areas. They want to determine where the libraries are, where the ball fields are. They want to make these decisions in Washington. Nothing, nothing anymore is protected under the Constitution. Not a former president of the United States. Not your right to bear arms. Not our sovereignty. Not private property rights. Nothing. Zero. I'll be right back. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now. 877-381-3811. Yes, for those who have asked, Hannity will be interviewing me for a full hour on his program. Uh, when the book, As soon as the book comes out. Pete Hegseth will be interviewing me for a full hour on Life, Liberty, and Levin, as we did a few years back. So we're going to dig in heavy here, and we we hope you'll be able to, you'll be in a position to follow along. So this is just a very crucial event, and you know the books that that I write and that you purchase and do so at a I mean it's very honorable. I'm very honored to have you out there doing this sort of thing. They make a difference, or nobody would care. So that's why we got to keep at it. And uh, let's see, I wanted to do this. Chris Christie. Let's see here. I just had it here. Chris Christie. Where's Chris Christie, Mr. Producer? He's probably on Hugh's show, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, he's probably on Hugh Hewitt's show, I'm guessing. In the morning, I don't know. Uh, we can't get him here because he's a coward. He's on CBS Sunday morning or was. This guy's happy to go on CNN and ABC and CBS, but little Mark scares the crap out of him. Isn't that amazing? Well, here we are. This is what I was looking for on Breitbart. Survey, Chris Christie, most disliked GOP candidate in the field. And, you know, there's one host, one of my... Uh, who's a good guy on uh, one of the uh, friendly cable networks who can't put Christie on enough. It's amazing. This is by Hannah Blau. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is the most disliked Republican candidate in the GOP primary field. This week's morning consult survey found. This is consistent with past weekly surveys. Trump continues to stand as the candidate the highest favorability. 71%. DeSantis comes in second with 63%. Uh, both Trump and DeSantis, however, see roughly a quarter of respondents reporting an unfavorable view of them. 
26 and 23 percent, respectively. Well, somebody always hates you. I'm sure my numbers are up there. Have you former Vice President Mike Pence favorably, but he has the second highest unfavorable rating among all candidates listed, coming in with 39% reporting an unfavorable view. So people are turning on Pence because Pence turned on the people. While remaining candidates have favorable ratings with under 50%, many of them still suffer from a lack of name recognition and so forth. By the way, our friend Vivek Ramaswamy, I had him here to help himself, really. To tell us more about his background, he was very limited in the years. He went back three years. But apparently he has said things that he didn't tell us about or supported positions that he didn't tell us about that are uh, at opposite with the conservative viewpoint. And apparently had some of his stuff on Wikipedia taken off. And if I'd known that, I would have asked him. How the hell did you do that? I need to do that with all the losers coming on there and putting lies on there about me. But that's neither here nor there. Five of the candidates listed have a favorable rating underwater. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchison, Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former Representative Will Hurd, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, the last of whom has the highest unfavorable rating of all the candidates. 54% do not like Chris. Double D Chris, Mr. Producer. Although it's really double C, Chris Christie, but we prefer to call him double D. 45, excuse me, 45% view Christie unfavorably. Well, that's our man, right? What's he going to run on exactly? That he hates Trump? Christie got booed at the Faith and Freedom Coalition conference. Did you know that? Christie's one of seven candidates who is reportedly qualified for the first Republican primary debate. I guess Rona McDaniel over there at the RNC changed her rules because one of the rules was if you're not going to endorse the candidate who gets nominated, then you can't debate. And Christie has said he will not support Trump. So how did that happen? How's he on there? I'm just curious. Maine's unclear how it will be received by the audience in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, August 23, given the fact that the audience at the Faith and Freedom Coalition Road to Majority Policy Conference booed him after he used his June speech to diss Trump. Hey, hey, a big boy. I won't call you a fat boy. That's not polite anymore. You're not allowed to say fat boy. So big boy. Why don't you tell us what you're running on, for God? In your case, what are you waddling on? What is your agenda? <laughs> I'd like to. I'll t- everyone's talking about UFC, Elon Musk, and uh, Zucker Turd. Major news shows are covering this. I'll tell you the fight I'd like to see, America. Bill Barr and Chris Christie. Oh, yeah, they can get dressed like those uh, Japanese wrestlers. With the big diapers, you know? Yeah, the sumo wrestlers. Wouldn't you love to see them, Mr. Producer, in the middle of the ring? These two... (laughs) Just wearing the big diapers, you know, the wraparound diapers, and there they are wrestling each other in the middle of the ring. I would actually bet on bar there. 
I think I'd bet on Barr. Why? How do I know? I just I just think Barr Barr could take Christie in a sumo wrestling match. <laughs> By the way, Will Hurd, that's a pretty weird name, Will Hurd, isn't it? Since nobody's ever heard of Will. You think Mr. Here's a back there's a guy that was elected to Congress for one term because he couldn't get elected again, so he decided I'm gonna run for president. These these kind of hangers on. Asa Hutchison. Nobody knows what this clown stands for. We do know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is doing a hell of a job as a governor in Arkansas. She's had to clean up a lot of his mess. Then you're going to hear this stuff about, uh, you know, DeSantis is too focused on the culture wars and so forth. This doesn't put food on the table. You'll hear that from Fat Boy. I mean, Big Boy. Always thinking about food on the table. But that's not the point. That means they will do nothing to protect parents and their children from the teachers' unions. They will do nothing about pornographic books in the school library. They will do nothing about critical race theory and indoctrination, racism and segregation in the effort to brainwash your children. They're already telling you. They'll do nothing about any of it. Then they'll tell you they're free market. Chris Christie. Are people flocking to New Jersey, Mr. Producer? Like they are to, say, Florida or Tennessee or Texas. No. People are trying to get out. When I was a kid, New Jersey didn't have an income tax. Had one of the lowest sales tax in the country. Now it's got, I think, the second highest, if not the third, income tax in the country. It's got a huge sales tax. And it's got the worst pension, unfunded pension plan uh, for public sector employees in the whole nation. Behind uh, Illinois. Crime in New Jersey is through the roof. Educational quality is through the floor. And now Chris Christie wants to run for president because he did such a damn good job in New Jersey. He didn't do anything. That's why he's running after Trump. That's how he gets these radio gigs and TV gigs and these speaker gigs. Shut up, you slob. Have another hot dog. By the way, Joey Chestnut, the hot dog king, Mr. Producer, the guy weighs like 73 pounds. Have you ever noticed? He's a skinny guy. I don't even want to ask, where does he put all those hot dogs? Because it could be in a place I don't want to know about. Now, that said, look at Chris Christie. You've got Lauren Hardy there. You got Chestnut and you got Christie, right? Lauren Hardy. Wouldn't you bet on Big Boy to win the uh, hot dog eating contest? But you'd be wrong. The skinny guy wins. How's that possible? <clears throat> Seriously. Where does it go? I don't know. And the funny thing about Christie, didn't he get one of those clamps on his belly, Mr. Producer, I think? I thought he did have gastric bypass. Rather than gastro, you know, gastritis or whatever the hell they call it. But yeah, apparently it didn't work. Apparently it didn't work. He did have it. See, I told you. Didn't work. Huh? 
Say again? He had a lap band? What the hell's that? So you tell me he had a double? Oh, yeah, that, you know, he probably can't get through the TSA, any of these systems. Yeah, right, right, right. No, no. I think he has an internal garter belt that's trying to hold him together, but maybe not. Maybe I'm being too tough on him. Maybe I'm not. But you remember there he is on the beach, puts out a governor's order. I hope Brett Baer and Martha McCollum ask him about this. Nobody was allowed on the beach, remember? Everybody had to shudder at home. And then there's some... <laughs> there's some guy in a helicopter or something. Like, what the hell is that? Is that a sperm whale? What the hell is that? Is that a sperm whale? What is that? No, my, it's the governor! Oh, my God! Honey, turn away! Turn away! You don't want to see this! No, he's the Cape May Orca. We used to call, of course, Kennedy the Cape Cod Orca, but... Out of deference to his memory, we would never call him the Cape Cod Orca anymore. You know, I was walking the dogs the other night, Ronnie and Toby, and I stepped in something, Mr. Producer. I stepped in something. I stepped in Bidenomics. It was a disaster. It was all over my sneakers. I tried to wash it off, but I can't get rid of this Bidenomics. It's. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've explained in the past some detail how most drag queens are like fat white guys. Are they not, Mr. Producer? I shall not tell a lie. Now, it's not exclusive, of course. Just most of them are fat white guys. So if the sumo wrestling doesn't work out for these two, they can always try that, don't you think? I could see I could see Christie as a drag queen, couldn't you, Mr. Producer? Now, I wouldn't want to look at it, but I'm saying I could see it. I could see it. Uh... All right, somebody whisper in my ear, Mr. Producer. To whom shall I speak? Who's the... Co- Wait a minute. It just showed up. Excuse myself. All right, let's take a call here. Vaughn, a trucker, Utah, XM Satellite. Go! Maga Dittos and a Thank sincere you. request for a, a Article 5 Friday segment on your show every week. Every week? Uh I, I think, think we'll have seven listeners that. left. But I do think I should talk about it. You're right. And I, I think I'll hit it Friday, too. It's a good idea. Where are you now, Vaughn? Where are you driving now? Oh, I'm in Nevada. Out yeah. on Interstate 80. Heading for California. California. All right. All right, my brother. What what kind of stuff do you uh, have in your truck? Uh, I'm hauling sailboat fuel. I'm really? empty. Because I won't haul, I won't haul cheap freight. So I'm going, <laughs> going to find some better freight. Good for you. All right, brother, be safe out there. Thank you, Fred, Sunnyvale, California. We lived there for a little bit. The great KSFO. Go. Hello, Captain. Good to hear from you. Thank you, my friend. Um, I've been. By the way, have you ever gone to Stan's Donuts? Uh, no, sir, I have not. 
let me encourage you to go. You'll never, t- you'll never eat anywhere else. I'll work on that. First of yes, all, Mark, please. I want to thank you for everything you do and your crew and everybody else. God thank bless you. you all. Thank you. I am very frustrated. Let's get I Fred's am... number. I interrupted him, Mr. Deuce. I'm serious. Let's get his number. I'll call him tomorrow. By the way, Fred, have you ever heard of Waxwing Wax Avenue in Sunnyvale? Check it yes, out. Sir. That's where we lived. I'm sure there's a historic marker right on the front lawn. Fred, we'll call you back tomorrow. Mr. Producer, don't let me forget. So I want to salute all you heroes out there, and I'll see you on Amazon right now and tomorrow. God bless. God bless.